Last month, Warner Media announced that Wonder Woman 1984 would be released on HBO's at-home streaming service, HBO Max, and it was going to release it on the same day that the movie was going to be released in theaters. Right after that, Warner Media said all of their 2021 blockbusters would follow the same strategy for 17 of their big movies, like Dune and the sequel to The Matrix. Not everybody is thrilled about this. Here to explain is Recode Media's Peter Kafka. Hey, Peter. Hey, Teddy. So why is this such a big deal? Like, doesn't Netflix release movies on their own all the time? Like, why is it such a big deal to release a movie on a streaming service at the same time as in a theater? It's a big deal because prior to the pandemic, no big Hollywood studio ever did that. It's something some of them talked about wanting to do and trying to do or trying to do not even that, but like maybe you could watch a a crappy Eddie Murphy movie 20 days after it came out in the theater if you paid 60 bucks. It's this thing that people like you and me have been talking about forever. Why can't I watch the movie at home when it's in the theaters? I'll pay extra for it. Why do I have to decide to go to a theater? And it hasn't happened because the theaters, for obvious reasons, don't want that to happen. And up until the pandemic, they were able to prevent all the big Hollywood studios from doing that. Netflix, though, has been able to do that? Netflix, from the get-go, said, we think that's dumb. We think you should be able to see movies whenever whenever you want. The theaters also hate that. Sure. Netflix for a while said, we're not even going to bother putting movies in theaters. And then eventually it turned out that people like Martin Scorsese, who they wanted to work with, really wanted to have their movies in theaters. So they said, okay, you can have this movie in theater, but the big theater chains didn't want that either. So if you wanted to see The Irishman last year in a theater, you had to go to these smaller off-brand theaters. It wasn't very available. So for most people, the option has been go see a big Hollywood movie in a theater when it comes out or wait several months or longer to see it at home. This changes all of that. So this feels like the beginning of a new era to some extent. That is the big question. Uh, Warner Media, owned by AT&T, is saying, we're not looking to the future. This is just about 2021. There's still a pandemic. Uh-huh. And we're not going to have a widespread, va- widely distributed vaccine. So we're not saying what's going to happen in 2022. Everyone else looks at it, whether they think it's a good idea or a bad idea, and says, there's no way that once Warner has said you can see every one of their big movies at home, in 2021, they're going to go back to 2022 and say, ah, forget that. Now you have to go into the theater. Right, 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 right. It's very hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube. So you talked with Warner Media CEO Jason Kyler. What's the corporate line about why Warner Media made this move? Is it just COVID? The initial line from Jason Kyler was, doing this for the fans. This is all about the fans. And secondarily, it's, you know, for the people who make the movies, they want to have their stuff seen. And 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 I've said, look, this is also a big, big part of this is helping you jumpstart HBO Max, your streaming service you launched in the spring and hasn't really gone anywhere. And he said, oh, yeah, that, that, that too. Uh-huh. And if it, common sense plus talking to people at Warner said, yeah, this is obviously also about jumpstarting HBO Max. That's a big deal. This is like the streaming war races, Netflix, Disney, and then there's a big drop off to number three, four, five, and, and Warner's in that that secondary group, and they want to jump ahead. Mm-hmm. So the thinking here is on Warner's part: one, we're not going to have a regular movie season in 2021, even as the vaccine is distributed. People aren't going to flock back into theaters for some time. Who knows when? This allows us to get the movies in theaters where people can see them. We're clearly going to cannibalize some ticket sales, but not as many as you would think because they're. I mean, people are going to go to the theaters and it's a big jump start for our streaming service. So maybe we're going to lose some revenue up front, but if we can jumpstart our streaming service, we make money from that. And also 
if we can convince Wall Street that we now own a Netflix, mm-hmm. this highly valuable, fast-growing streaming service, maybe Wall Street will bump up our, our stock price. That'd be good, too. So that's the calculation that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, it feels like this is the sort of question that's been true of all technological change during COVID is, is this just you know a COVID-specific reality that the company needs to deal with, or is this something that's going to kind of presage more change to come. Yeah. Since March, what you've seen all the big studios do is make some version of that calculation saying either we aren't going to put our, we're not going to bring out our new Fast and the Furious movie this year. We're just going to wait till next year and hope it all works out. Or in some cases, they'll say, we're going to take our movie that we thought was going to be okay and we're going to move it into our streaming service. Or there's a third option where we don't have a streaming service, but you can rent it mm-hmm. on the same day. And they've, but the, no, no one's actually gone ahead and said, in 21, we're doing this with all our big movies, full stop. You don't have to pay anything extra. It's, it, it gets attached to our own streaming service. So I get why this would be good for Warner financially. I get totally why it would be good for the consumer who somehow can now see a movie that they weren't going to see otherwise. But there's been this backlash from some big names in Hollywood. Tell me about why they might see themselves as the losers of this arrangement. Well, there's two, there's two groups of people who don't like this movie. One is the theaters, and that's pretty straightforward, right? They're going to lose some revenue. People aren't showing up for the movie. Right. And Warner Media, Jason Collar's answer to that is, we're still going to give you the movies if you want them. Um, it's not the uh-huh. terms you want it on, but, you know, what are you going to do? And then there's a bunch of people in Hollywood, actors, directors, screenwriters, uh, producers, uh, and then all the representatives, the agents and managers, who in theory can get bonuses and payouts based on a film's performance. So in addition to getting whatever they're getting upfront for participating in the movie or financing the movie, they can get basically performance bonuses. They immediately freaked out as soon as Warner announced this because the Warner hadn't told them this was coming um, and said, whoa, 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 what, what about what's going on here? And so there's an immediate freak out from from the Hollywood agency talent groups, people talking about lawsuits. You should take all of this with enormous grains of salt because it, there's a definitely a scenario where, where everything calms down a little bit and Warner eventually says, here's a bunch of money. It's not as much as you thought you were going to make, but it's more than you would make if we didn't put these movies out and, and it all gets solved. Sure, sure. The most high profile complainer to date has been Christopher Nolan, who is a longtime director with Warners, um, made all the Batman movies. He immediately came out and said after they announced this move last week, said this is this is abominable. You know, basically, I don't want to work with Warners. He more or less said, and they clearly have come to the decision that they're okay with with breaking up with Christopher Nolan, which is a big deal. But their calculation seems to be all right. We, we might lose an angry Christopher Nolan, but I think we can work with a lot of other folks down the road. From the perspective of the movie theaters, um, obviously, you know, they would have their hands full uh, either way, right? Regardless of um, if the Warners were making these decisions or not, because people just aren't showing up in the movie theaters, right? Is this another nail in the coffin for the neighborhood movie theater? The neighborhood movie theater and the big chain movie theater are in a lot of trouble. Um, there's a good chance a lot of them are going to go bankrupt or have real struggles over the next year or so. Um, they're not built to be out of business for a long time. They probably would have, over time, they would be in trouble anyway. So the theaters have to decide, do we want to take this deal from Warner, which we don't like? And by the way, if we take it, we're kind of signaling to the all other studios that they can do the same thing. Or do we go, you know what? We'd just rather live without Warner's movies this year, hold the line, hope that Disney and Universal and everyone else sort of keeps keeps things the way they are, and we hope that we can sort of white-knuckle it through the rest of this pandemic. 
To read Peter's full conversation with Warner Media CEO Jason Kyler, head over to recode.net. Peter, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Teddy.